Welcome to The Tailored Quill. I'm Taylor Wilkins, and I hope you enjoy today's perspective. I just heard an awesome quote from Maya Angelou, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to butcher it. So it goes, I've learned that you shouldn't go through life with a catcher's mitt on both hands. You need to be able to throw something back. Now, I don't know where this quote actually came from. Uh, it's attributed to Maya Angelou. I don't know what she actually meant for, by it when she actually first said it. It could mean a whole lot of things, especially with her being uh, just such a prolific poet and author and memoir writer, but also civil rights activist, that there's probably so much wrapped into this quote about that means so much to her in her career because she was sharing so much. She was throwing so much back in the form of her writing and the form of her teaching and everything that she did to provide commentary and shed light on really important aspects of life publicly. What rings true for me, though, and what comes up for me is one thing that's very, very much related to mental health and therapy and then another thing that's extremely related to fulfillment and life satisfaction. So I'm going to go through both. Number one is if you think about this metaphor and you have two catcher's mitts on, the first thing I think of is people like myself in the past who see themselves and let themselves just take on too much from other people. These could be the people who are the members of their family who just take on all the energy, all the negative energy of, a, of the family, all the tension, all the random energy, whatever. They just internalize it themselves. They just take it all on or they just bring in and absorb anything that their family members want to project, whether good or bad. You just They're the member of the family that they just take it all in. And they don't do anything with it outwardly. They just, they're, that's their role. This could also be that friend in a friend group who cares so much about the happiness and well-being of other people that they never really focus on their own happiness and well-being. They over-devote themselves. They care so much about others that that's where they get their validation from. They put so much energy into that and they take on so much from other people almost like it's their responsibility and job, that they eventually burn out. And I love this metaphor because, think about the catcher's mitt. If you have two catcher's mitts on, A, you don't have a free hand to do anything else, so you're limited. But also, all you're doing is just catching baseballs all the time. And if you play that role where you focus too much on taking on energy or well-being as a responsibility of other people, then you're just going to be catching baseballs all the time. Your mitts are going to be filled up with baseballs. Everything's going to get way too heavy. You're not going to be able to hold all the balls in your mitts, and it's going to be too much for you. It's going to put a massive strain on your life. It's going to be stressful. You're going to be focusing really hard on making sure no balls actually drop out of the mitts, and you'll probably burn out. And in real life, the real life version of that allegory is thinking about when you if you are a human being and you already have your amount of energy that obviously decreases throughout the day. If you then take on 
another person's energy, especially negative energy, can be really big and really intense and hurt you as well. You only really have room in your body and in your soul for one person's energy. So naturally, when you bring more energy in from another person, and it's different energy, you're going to fill up real fast. And your body is not really going to know what to do with it because it's beyond its capacity. This is how people burn out. Unfortunately, the trap, and this is the part that plays into mental health and therapy, and this is what I have coached a ton of people on, and it's something that I've, I dealt with a lot when I was younger too, is that people take on this responsibility to internalize other people's energies because, or, or I should say, they take on the responsibility to make the other people happy and healthy because unfortunately the person doesn't feel like their happiness or their well-being is either worth it or possible. And that not only leads to the burnout that I just described a minute ago, but that also leads to depression. That leads to anxiety disorders. That leads to suicidality or suicidal intent that could lead to self-harm. That could lead not not only emotional issues that I just talked about, but it could lead to cardiovascular issues, massive taxing on your strain on your heart and your blood pressure. It'll affect your sleep. It'll affect your relationships. It'll affect your energy, your ability to work out. It'll affect what you eat, your nourishment. So everything holistically and whole system wise will just burn out. And that's why that's what was happening with so many people, especially the kids that I used to work with who were suicidal. They didn't think it was possible to be loved or to be happy or to be healthy. And so what they would do is they would put so much energy and so much focus on other people outside of them so that they could get somehow validation from that. But like I said, if they're wearing the catcher's mitts, they can't do anything for themselves. All they can do is just catch what other people are throwing at them. Not only, I mean, this is, this might be hard for some of you to hear anyways, but like already, but not only that, just think too, if you have two catcher's mitts, think about this metaphorically, and you're just having baseballs pegged at you all the time. That is a constant barragement of stimulation. And it's stressful stimulation because if you don't catch that ball, it's going to smack you in the face or somewhere else in the body and it's going to hurt. So you are constantly in defensive mode. So not only does the taking on of the baseball itself actually lead to burnout and depression, but just standing there with the mitts up and watching for where the baseballs are going to come or come from that exhausts you as well. That is energetically taxing. And that's more of a chronic thing where you're like hypervigilant. And so you're always in defensive reactive mode, which means you're always in a state of stress response, which means you're never relaxing, you're never recovering, and you're never healing from the emotional and energetic strain. So (laughs) that's not to completely depress all of you. I'm going to get to the more positive thing later on, just like what we can do about all of this. But 
the second thing that I wanted to bring up was more along the lines of fulfillment, which is related to a book that I highly recommend. It's one of my absolute favorites. I've read it many times called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. And I'm not going to give it all away, but it suffices to say that it's a novel about a giant gorilla that speaks English and is teaching a guy about how to live a better life. It's fascinating. It's If that doesn't pique your curiosity, maybe this next part will, but it's just fascinating, fascinating book. And one of the main lessons that Ishmael, this gorilla, teaches in the book is the difference between leavers and takers. Because for many, many years before modern society developed um, in, the, in the Middle East, we were all leavers. We were farmers. We, there was no, no such thing as commerce. There was no such thing as cities, nothing, nothing big scale, nothing, nothing industrial, whatever. We were all just leavers. So whatever we took from the ground, we also left something in order to rebuild what we had taken or rebuild the deficit. Right? So you f- refeed the earth from which you had just taken food. It's just the farming, farming cycle, seasonal harvest. But then at a certain point, when commerce was first invented, a lot of us became takers. And takers were just, let's just harvest all of the land and then sell it for money. And then we'll figure out what to do with the money, but at the very least that money is going to give us power over other people. And so a big lesson from Ishmael is that when you can be a lever, it means that there's something that you can leave behind that is helpful and it goes beyond what you might have took or what you might have used. If you're a taker, it's just taking. And the reason why this came up for me is because the concept of leaving, being a lever, feeds into or relates to our innate wired need to contribute to something bigger than ourselves. We want to know that our lives have meaning and that we're contributing to something beyond just here and now on this day. And we want to know that we're contributing to something beyond just our bank account. A lot of people are motivated by money, but underneath it all, if we really drill down and the person was really willing to get real, they really wish for something bigger. They, they really want to know that they're contributing to something important and valuable and meaningful. And that's where we drive a lot of our value from, feeling like we belong to something or we're contributing to something. But if you're a taker, unfortunately, you get stuck in the trap of wearing two catcher's mitts, where you're just taking whatever's available, taking whatever's coming to you, you're either in reactive mode or you're just not able to, you know, whatever, whatever your circumstances are, you're not, you're just not able to take the mitts off and leave something behind. You are limited. Oftentimes when we get stuck in the taker mode, it's our own trap. It's a trap of our own mental making. And it's, and this is another piece that leads to so many people needing therapists or life coaches because they're stuck with the two catcher's mitts. They're stuck in the taking mindset. But underneath it all, they just so desire to leave something behind, to feel like they're contributing to something important. And so this whole concept is so powerful 
because before again before i get to what you should do instead <laughs> what you can do to start taking the catcher's mitts off and to be healthier and to make this episode a lot more positive i want to drill home the fact that both things whether it's the lever and taker concept of fulfillment or it's the taking on other people's energy for mental health and leading to burnout and mental health issues both things both phenomena lead to a concept in clinical psychology called learned helplessness and learned helplessness is basically when you are in a state of suffering or you're in a state of pain and you get to a point where you feel like you're settling for that like you settle for the fact that oh okay i guess this is what life is now so you just learn to be helpless you adapt your mind to be thinking, all right, this is, I'm just accepting the fact that this is going to be the rest of my life now. I'm going to be in pain. Everything's going to suck. Here we go. A lot of people who experience depression experience a version of learned helplessness. And so when you get into that place, that's when it's most critical for you to be able to actually focus on your own self-care, your own self-love. Otherwise, like I said before, the cycle will just continue. You're going to burn out your body. You're going to strain your cardiovascular system. Everything's just going to cycle, cycle, cycle. Now that you've accepted that this painful way is the only way. And so what do we do about this? Obviously, we have to learn how to take a mitt off. In my opinion, it's the best, most balanced and healthy way to have one mitt on and one mitt off because if you're able to be in a space where you can not only catch what people are throwing at you but also be able to throw something back like Maya Angelou talked about you never take that energy and keep it you keep the energy moving and on it and you know metaphysically speaking or biochemically speaking that's all that energy wants to do energy doesn't want to stop Energy never dies. It just wants to keep moving. And so if we're just constantly taking on a barragement of energy, then it's going to stop moving. It's like we're suppressing it. We're trying to stifle it. We're going to stuff it into this tiny little box. But the energy wants to move. It wants to go to better places, more exciting places. It wants to buzz. It wants to explode. It wants to go do things. And so if we can contribute to moving that energy... Not only are you going to be so much healthier, but your connection with that other person is going to be so much stronger, so much more impactful and profound. And this way too, it will open you up. It'll take you out of the learned helplessness cage and it will open you up to see the type of impact that you are contributing to the world or that you could contribute. The way that you can be a lever and not just a taker anymore. It will open you up to those possibilities. So, how do we do that? There's many levels. So I'm going to give you about like five examples going from the most selfish and specific all the way up to the most selfless but still healthy. If you are someone who takes on way too much energy for, from other people or takes that on as a role, the most important thing to do is fi- figure out super basic, selfish self-care. 
we need to find some self-care activities, some coping strategies, whether it's you know, classics are working out, journaling, could be watching your favorite TV show, going on a walk, meditating, or anything like that. That's a specific activity that you uniquely really enjoy and specific to you. Just something like that to combat the energetic load of other people. This is going to start regenerating just a little bit of energy that that's yours, that's already in you and making it a little more healthy and positive. Another one is in conversations where you're usually the silent one. Start to say something back. It doesn't need to be confrontational. People might be surprised that you're actually saying something, let's be honest, because they're not used to you saying something back or throwing something back. But this could just be in conversation, making it more of a dialogue, sharing more of your opinion, sharing your thoughts, speaking up more. At work, a classic is instead of just taking whatever people say at you, start advocating for yourself. Start small. You don't need to go crazy with it, and you certainly don't need to burn bridges, but start advocating for yourself. yourself. Number three is inviting someone to learn something about you. This one's fun because this requires so much trust, but it also requires both parties to kind of go outside their comfort zone. Because you're asking someone, hey, you know, I want to share something. Would you mind listening for a couple of minutes? It, it requires vulnerability from both people. And it requires you to be really selfish <laughs> in a funny way and tell, tell someone, hey, you know what? I just learned this really cool thing. I'm really excited about it. I want to share it with you. I do that. I do that all the time. I would call my mom in past years and say, hey, I just found out this really, really cool thing. So invite people into your world, even if it's just for a couple of minutes. That way you'll start to realize, oh, I have energy to share. I, I have something to throw back. And it doesn't need to be arrogant. It doesn't need to be big or selfish. I mean, it is selfish, but not like a big show of it. Number four and five, kind of lump them, all, lump them together, is when you actually start volunteering for something or working in some kind of capacity that is toward a, a higher purpose, contributing to a higher mission. It could be volunteering at community organizations. It could be getting involved with activism in some kind of way. It could be getting involved with a nonprofit, or it could just be making sure and setting the goal and intention for yourself that you are working in a job and for a company that has a mission that you care a lot about. So that you know every day you go in, you're like, you know what, I'm here for a bigger reason. And that you'll hopefully enjoy your job. That will also help you feel more fulfilled and satisfied in your career but also it'll show much more naturally that you have value that you are contributing. And you no longer need to look outwards and sacrifice your energy and your health and your self-love to know that you have value. So, again, as Maya Angelou said, you can't live life with two catcher's mitts on. That's way too limiting 
Not only are you helpless because you got the two mitts on both hands, but you're constantly taking on too much. You'll be trying to catch too many baseballs, metaphorical baseballs, too much energy from other people, or you're just going to be constantly burnt out because you're in defense mode, trying to catch whatever's coming at you. If you can just take one off and find that balance to keep the energy moving, choose one of these five things I've talked about. Where are you at with this? Do you need to start from square one, which is just focusing on your self-care, your coping skills, your hobbies? Or are you at the point of a career change and you want to make sure that you're focusing on something that's a bigger mission? Be honest with yourself about where you need to start and then start there. Otherwise, you're going to burn out and that's going to affect your relationships. It's going to affect your career and it's only going to become a negative spiral. So this is your opportunity. Take Maya's advice, take my perspective and start focusing on yourself again. Hey everyone, Taylor here. Thank you so much again for clicking and listening along today. As a reminder, if anything from this episode resonated deeply with you or relates to any stress or pain you might be experiencing, head to my website, the link is in the show notes, and contact me for a free full-length coaching session. Not only will we gain an enormous amount of clarity on what you're experiencing or what you're hoping to experience, but also will give you a strategy, like a first step, first little step that you can take that's going to make a huge difference to relieve your stress and your overwhelm and your confusion. So if you're interested in that and what we talked about in these episodes resonates with you, please go ahead and contact me to schedule your free session. In the meantime, take care, be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you soon.